When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He's, he's, he's bringing the game in, into disrepute, man. How? Just because just he's old? Yes. What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas podcast. My name is Daniel. It's that dude who's pretty trying to live, man. We do this podcast every Tuesday. Well, we record it on Mondays. You guys hear it on Tuesdays. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we will read it on the show. We we have a Patreon, so if you want to help out the podcast monetarily and yeah, donate man. to the show, put something in the collection plate for your boys. Yeah, man. Um, donates, donates, donates. Three dollars a month, um, and you get access to the back catalog that we've been doing for the past eighteen months. Belida, belida, um, belida. By the way, this is our, I think, our fourth year anniversary of uh, Talking Tactics. Yeah, we've been doing this for four years now. Oh, so, so we actually started, so our first thing was on... In the past seven days, four years ago. Wow. Oh, yeah, because it was, I think, wasn't it, it was... I think it was just after the group stage. Actually, yeah, why did I accept during the Euros? Why would I accept to do a podcast during the Euros? Okay. I, I remember this was before podcasts were school, so I didn't even know what the like, podcast was. You didn't so, have you know. Dugout. Hope meets banter or any of that stuff. And, it was and that pretty wasn't much doing the, the, the it, hunger starts. Um, it was just pretty, yeah. And you weren't doing Saturday hangouts, so it was pretty yeah. much just the Sunday hangout. And I was like, you know what? We could probably like make this a bit more focused. Who knows? <laughs> Wait, so, so, so is, is that an insult at the Sunday hangout? No, 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 it's it's just the idea that like you have ten. Well, at the time it was Google Hangouts, so you have ten people on one hangout. Who is this Mane dude? Who is Juju man? Who is FG? Like all of these dudes, you know, Tamer, Lion Tamer, like the whole old crew, like Abdul and Tosin and those guys. It's just like if, if you just showed up, you don't know who's who. And if yeah. you're new, it was really hard to get a word in because it's just like the vibe was already established. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, maybe if we can make a more, a less chaotic hangout maybe that could be something that people might want to listen to yeah. so also yeah, ben, yeah thank you very much for the happy anniversary and also i don't know obviously before we go straight to the whole thing as like i mean i always want to stress this 2016 podcast wasn't really that big a thing really even when you said let's do i was like okay yeah whatever <laughs> okay yeah like okay fine cool but fast forward now and it's like literally everyone everyone has a podcast so i just feel specifically proud of that we did this before podcast because I get I hate hate doing trends and I hate following trends. I, I that's one thing I hate was following trends. But uh, yeah, it's for some reason this has actually been pretty damn consistent. Pretty damn consistent. For, I would so have asked you to do it in 2015, but I was just like I don't know if he he would want to do it, so I just never asked until oh. the Euros. Anyway, shout out to us. <laughs> Round of applause to us. <laughs> Round of applause to us. Well done, man. Well done, talking tactics, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. So there's no other place to start than technically Stanford Bridge because <laughs> Chelsea beat Man City in order for Liverpool to win the league. But Chelsea keep, keep, keep handing out titles. Can you stop handing out titles, Chelsea, please? Please. Liverpool are the champions. Let's not take away from their from their uh, moment in the in the spotlight. A well-won league. I mean, nobody even came close. I mean, Manchester City was supposed to be the guys, and I don't think they've even cracked 70 points yet. Somebody can check me there. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't even close. I, I don't want to say Liverpool aren't having a great season. Of course they are. It's, it's the losses it's not, of everybody else. That's like, what I'm going to say. It's like, even in a regular season, this was almost reminds me of like the Leicester City season because eight losses? That's, for that's second crazy. place. For second place. Yeah. 
City have eight losses. Leicester have eight losses. Chelsea have nine losses. Wolves only have six, six L's. Six losses. But 13 draws. draws. Part of it is Liverpool just destroying everybody, but it's also the abject failure of the competition to yeah. even make it competitive to where you could have a team winning the league after playing just 31 games. I think it's seven games left is the quickest it's ever been done. 84 points is the most that City can get. If they won every game, which yeah. they, they probably won't. So, 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 so Leicester City won it with what, 76, 77? Ooh, I think they touched 80, if I'm not mistaken. But you can look it up, man. 2015, 16? 2015. Either way, the point here is Liverpool have destroyed the league and it's a, it's a credit to their consistency and professionalism. Yeah, yeah, they cracked 80 for sure. 81. Yeah, I remember, I remember. I was like, I think I remember 80. <laughs> Only three L's for Leicester that year, man. Wow. Claudio was doing work. But, but then you see seven L's for Arsenal. And I think, didn't Arsenal beat Leicester twice? Yes, they, they did. <laughs> they beat them twice. <laughs> no, no, but also, I, I remember a season that United won it, where Arsenal beat United twice, but United still won it. Can you scroll down three spots, please? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Liverpool finished eighth. Liverpool were eighth the year that Leicester won the league. That is wild. That is crazy. I mean, Chelsea are 10th. Yeah. So uh, Southampton were sixth. That's crazy. Crazy season. So what how would you sum up kind of Liverpool's Liverpool's title, man? If you um, if you if you had to give it like a, a solid paragraph, although it's not finished, because they could still go on to break that's the thing, records. Is that for me like I think that I can't give you that answer until we see what they do because again if they don't break the record it go to 8.5 maybe even a nine but then if they break the, the record you're looking at like a nine nine point 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 five because obviously it it's a 10 is like you go unbeaten you know that's that's literally a 10. our, our friend the here yeah. huge huge liverpool fan he said that you know liverpool are just kind of mentality monsters in the sense that you finish second in the champions league in 2018, the next year you come back and win. Not necessarily devastating the way that they lost the league last year, but wow, we got over 90 points, 95 points, and Man City still won. Like, we have to do it again. And now this year they respond with arguably the greatest Premier League season ever. So he was like, you know, our mentality is great. But what I told him was, we'll know next year or next season because winning does something to players that you can't expect and you don't know how it's going to affect each individual. So if we look at when Chelsea won the league in 2014-15, you couldn't have told me that when Leicester won the league, oh, Chelsea are going to be 10th <laughs> and like Mourinho is going to be sacked in in like four or five months later. Like yeah. you couldn't have told me that. But there's something about those golden badges that does something to people. It, it does it to the players in terms of are you really willing to dig that deep again? It does it to managers with the same logic, but what? It, it never really affected Fergie or United that much. Well, that's well, that's because Ferguson was always changing. So he would he he would always have a new number two. They would always have this new kind of something that was going on at Manchester United that made it fresh. But what I wanted to point out to Dahir, and this is the critical point: even if the players get tired, or even if the manager gets tired, just mentally fatigued in that sense, the key is at board level. Because what we saw in 2014-15 after Chelsea won the league was they bought, I think the best player they bought was Pedro for like 11, 20 million, something like that. Yeah. But they they bought like Michael Hector, Papi Gilaboji, Baba Raman. I know people are like, who are these guys? But these were Chelsea's like marquee signings, quote unquote. I think Falcao came on loan. But it was the idea that like Chelsea's board looked at it and was like, you know what? We don't need to improve that much. Because we just won the league by over ten points or whatever it was, um, why why do we need to buy, you know? Mm -hmm. And then if you look at Man City this season, maybe you could say doing it three years in a row is asking a bit too much. But who was the player they bought this year? I think it was just one. Was it Rodri who was like their big signing? And maybe they who? did like a, a trade with uh, Juventus. Was it Man City? Yeah, yeah. Who did they buy this year? Wait, there's that's Spanish dude. Rodri. Um, they got Rodri. No, no, no. Um, the left back, who they then they then sold to Leipzig. And Angelino. Yeah, 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 yeah. Angelino. Yeah, yeah. They really didn't reinvest heavily again. They didn't spend like two hundred million. And no, no, but basically, City they lost us because they didn't have a backup for Laporte. 
That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they got it's it's the it's the idea that Liverpool cannot be content with the idea that look, if you look at the table now, a board member would be like, after 31 games, we are winning by 23 points. Why do I need to go out and spend another 150? But you need to do that in order to make sure that the players who are there keep at that same level. Because if they drop off and City do go, who now have the incentive to go out and spend their 200 million if they can, um, Chelsea will go out and spend. They've already started spending. Man United perhaps look like they could be doing a little something as well. Like if they go out and spend, the gap closes. And you can't bank on our teams going to lose one game out of 31. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, maybe it'll happen again, but I don't think you can. As much as no, I, no, 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 this is must not. This is not happening as, again, anytime soon. So as much as I can soon. trust Klopp, as much as I can trust, you know, Firmino, Salah, Mane, um, Wijnaldum, all those guys. As much as you can trust them, you can't be like, guys, go out and do this exact same thing again. That's dangerous. I can't really call it a summer period, but the transfer window will be very interesting, and it will tell me exactly how Liverpool's board are thinking about moving forward. Shout out to here, though. Congratulations. I don't know. Like the, the odd thing about Liverpool is there's so many Liverpool fans, but you would have you would have have to been born in 1985, mm. really, to remember the 1990 title, right? So you'd have to be like around five or six just to have a vague memory. But to really understand what was going on, mm. you would have had to been like 1978 birthday. Like twelve, a lot of people don't, don't remember. Yeah, so much. this specifically ha- people on Twitter, all those crazy <laughs> things they didn't remember. <laughs> so, how do you feel about uh, you know the celebrations that happened um, in Merseyside? How do you feel about you know? Oh, you you guys are tearing up your own city, man. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, do you believe that there's a right way to celebrate, or if? The victory is big enough. You can't tell anyone how to, how to celebrate. You just have to just accept the crazy rage that will ensue. It's it's a natural human thing. This is this is a tricky one because when people were burning up Wendy's and CVS's and Walgreens in Minnesota, I was like, I don't give a shit about a Walgreens over the value of a human life. If I have to burn a Wendy's down in order to tell you that George Floyd's life oh, yeah. matters or Rashad Brooks's life matters, then fine, burn that down because nothing else is making you get the point Mm. so that's on one side like i really don't care that much about property on the other hand if you're celebrating and there's not like there's no life or death anything on the line i don't expect better from people but nothing surprises me so if you want to go out and you want to i don't know let off fireworks and the fireworks end up burning down something or whatever it was it's just kind of to be expected the type of person who would be out in the street celebrating a Liverpool title anyway is probably not that conscious of what's happening. (laughs) It's the idea that like, okay, so you have Liverpool fans. Okay. Then you have Liverpool fans in Liverpool. Okay. Then you have ones even deeper, super fans inside of the fans. And then you take that percentage and then you have super fans inside of the fans who decide to come out. And then of those, I'm willing to do anything to show how happy I am kind of. So it's like a very minute percentage of people who are willing to tear up. Sh- but once you start a fire, everybody gets painted with the same brush. You don't have to put anyone in in hospital when you're celebrating, you know. <laughs> but like, Double H, it's been thirty years. I don't care how long it's been, even if it's a thousand years. You don't need to put someone in hospital because you've won something. Have, have you ever years. broken something in anger over watching football? Of course. So have you ever been so happy? That you've broken something? Um, yes. I yeah, I broke my chain when Ianacho Ia scored like a winning goal for Man City. See, very, now very I, I, when... no no but 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 I wouldn't stab someone. It's like that story I had in the ninety-four <laughs> World Cup. And I'm not sure whether this story is true. But apparently during the ninety-four World Cup, I think it was Italy where where we're, we're playing and this Italian dude was, was was watching this game with his wife, and his wife just kept on nagging him, nagging him, nagging him during the the, the, the game. Then he basically got her and threw her out the window, and just resumed watching the the game. Well, then after the beat. game finished, he all, he then realized what he had done because he had no recollection of what he had actually done to his wife because he was Did so. Did she die? I'm not sure whether she died. Wow. I'm not sure whether she died. But again, <laughs> this may be like an urban tale, but. I remember during the 94 World Cup, someone told me this. It was just like a story that was, that was, that was told, you know. 
I yeah, mean, I thought you were gonna I go mean, with uh, Andres Escobar. I was about to say yeah, uh, yeah. No, 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 no. But, but no, but see, everyone, everyone knows about this. Is one that's what is not as as well. Yeah, known. yeah. But when you heard, when I heard ninety four, I thought, oh, this, this is gonna be the two Escobars. But yeah, I mean, look, man. I I, I remember when Drogba scored the penalty when Chelsea won the Champions League. I remember him scoring it, but what happened afterwards, I can't tell you, because I blanked out. I went outside. I didn't have a shirt on. By the time I came to my senses, I was just running around in the front yard, just like, yeah, 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 just, you know, losing my mind, because it was just one of the happiest moments of my life. Mm. I use an example of GTA, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, boy. Almost everyone in GTA at some point goes around killing people to see how high they can get their wanted level before they, they, they get stopped. Mm-hmm. So I just think there is something in us. And there's I just think there's a natural violent nature within us that's always bubbling inside. And whenever certain things happen, they, that thing can just but get But only triggered. in certain people, man. Like certain people can't distinguish right from wrong when they get really happy, I don't think. Have you ever heard stories of like um, somebody gets really happy and then they just start kissing people at like a party or oh, yeah, 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 yeah. they touching breasts or they start fondling women like, <laughs> yo, I was really happy and I just decided to grab a breast. Like, whoa, like you didn't think about what you were doing in the moment. It was like, no, I didn't think somebody would look at you like you knew what you was doing. Like you just wanted to touch some titties. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just an idea that like people get so excited that they 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 lose their what's the what's in the frontal lobe, the thing that makes all the decisions, they just lose whatever that is that makes you smart. They just decide to do whatever. So, and then if you get a group of people, like if you find one or two, three, four, five people that are on the same wave that you are, you could just cause chaos because everybody's just happy and doing whatever they want. And for some people, doing whatever they want and happiness is just like destroying shit, which is very weird. All that being said, if you win a title after thirty years, I'll give you a pass, man. Mm-hmm. You've you've never seen your your team win the Premier League, as long as you don't kill anybody or hurt anybody. If you want to set a fire in a trash can and dance around it, be my guest, man. How did it take Liverpool 30 years to win a flipping Premier League title? I think they finished second more than any other team, perhaps. Or at least I know they have a high number of second place finishes, like four, five, six. So they've always been knocking at the door. Aren't they the only team that's been up at Christmas with like a certain number of point leads and lost like twice or on three occasions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because they just always find a way to collapse. But this time, everybody collapsed around them and they just stayed steady. So so what do you think? Where does this now put Klopp then as a manager in terms of his achievements? And it puts him as now? the best because he's he now he was the last person to win a league in Germany before Bayern started their dominance. In fact, he created the Bayern hegemony that we see now because they were like, never again will anybody ever beat us to the title because <laughs> they, they did it two years in a row, uh, Dortmund. Mm. So they were just like, fine, okay, we're just going to buy up everybody. And they've won the league eight times in a row now. So that's kind of Klopp's fault. He got to a Champions League final, lost it in basically the like the worst way you could possibly lose it with the Robin goal at the end of the game. Actually, real quick, before I forget, do you want, do you want to know a crazy stat? So I believe Bayern have 30 Bundesliga titles. Guess who's in second? Schalke, Wolfsburg? It's not Dortmund, is it? I believe, and I need to check this, I'll probably check this. I believe it's Nuremberg. With nine titles. <laughs> Nuremberg. <laughs> the only thing I know about Nuremberg is they have a racetrack, don't they? And isn't the Nuremberg rallies during the during now Hitler when Hitler was pop, popping off on stuff? So yeah, what was I saying? Clap, clap. Um yeah, so yeah, so he, he, Germany, Bayern, yeah. Well yeah. Germany got to the Champions League final, went to Liverpool um after you know shaky last season. As we saw, they were they were eighth. In Rodgers' last full season, Brendan Rodgers gets sacked. They bring in Klopp, and it's been a process over the last four or five years. And it ended up with them, you know, being competitive with Man City, getting to a Champions League final, losing, then returning to the Champions League, winning it. So if you just look kind of at Klopp's pro- uh, progression of building teams and um, getting into Europa League finals and Champions League finals and competing in the league, like I think there's a solid argument to make that he's the best manager in the world right now. Um, obviously, I think Pep is still in the conversation, but if you're above him by 26 points, then if we look at kind of the on-form top manager table, it's got to be Klopp. He's the Champions League holder as well, so yeah. that has to count for something. No, no, no. no. For me, I think it's like, 
all things considered, it just has to be Klopp, you know, if he is supported by the Liverpool Chiefs and so forth. He could do some serious just like he was remember, he was never supported in Dortmund. And Bayern were allowed to pretty much push all of his best players, which is still a wild thing to happen. So if he saw if he is supported in the market, which is the key thing, so he keeps improving the, the guys, Liverpool could be a force. So what's next? What do you talk about next? <sighs> let's let's save him. Let's 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 save him. Let's save him. Um what's wrong with Barcelona? If the premise of your team is Messi will save us every time, and Messi isn't in the mood to save you every time or isn't capable in his older age. I think he had a birthday within the past yeah, one week or two. Yesterday or two, if you did it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's been recent. So it's not like he's going to be at the at his physical peak for like the rest of time. So if he's not physically cap- capable or mentally capable of rescuing you every time, then we have to look at, okay, you sold Neymar, which would have been the best plan. And what did you replace him with? Coutinho, who's on loan somewhere. Dembele, who's injured somewhere, and Griezmann, who... You see, I don't want to dunk on Griezmann because that's your job, but I think what you're saying about him is right. Like, he's not the alpha. I'm not a Griezmann hater. I'm just saying the truth, which isn't hating that. This has essentially been a failure. This doesn't work. This will never work. Well, see, I, I, I won't go as far as never. But I'm just saying it's not working right now. If they change the formation to accommodate a support striker, he can walk. Mm -hmm. If they don't and they play the way that they're playing where he seems lost in the formation, it will never work. You you get rid of your heir apparent. Or not you get rid of, but PSG come and take your heir apparent. Let's keep it real. Um, And now when your superstar is fading, he's obviously still better than just about everyone in the world. But as he's fading... You need a better support cast around them, and your Griezmann criticisms are correct, and everybody knows what where Coutinho is and what Dembele is up to, and I guess you're number two. How old is Suarez? 34, 35, and he's injury prone now as well. So if when you when you ask what are the problems at Barcelona, and they I mean they sacked their manager this season, so you know, um, yeah, it's just Messi can't bail you out every time. Which has been the case well, this, since honestly, when? Like 2015, 2016? Like since 2016, 17 for sure. But uh, see, see, this is where, again, this may be a crazy conspiracy theory now is that does Messi enjoy this situation? Does he enjoy everything goes through me, everything is about me, and I am the be all and end all within this team? I was like, if, without we, you know, because maybe, because. He will say to you that, look, we've won. How many league titles have we won? We've won like 95% of the league titles in the past decade or so forth. We still always figure it out through me. Maybe in his mind, it's like, it is what it is, but don't worry. We will figure it out. Just let me play wherever I want. I can be central midfield. I can be up here. I can be here. Give me the ball. I will dictate and tell us how we play. Would, or, would the answer be whoever is buying the players is the problem at Barcelona? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be the case? If... You have a 16, 17 year old who's like like the next best option. These might be great young players that you have, but why are they necessary right now? He shouldn't mm. he shouldn't really be necessary. Like he, he shouldn't have this role that's a problem. right now. Like that's wrong. So the reason that he's there is because who is buying these guys? Like who's who's deciding to pull the trigger on Prince Boateng? Like who's who's decided who's <laughs> decided like hey yo, instead of maybe saving this money. Let's go get uh, Paulinho from China. Although, you know, it, it, it kind of sort of worked. But, like, who's making these decisions? In the same way, like, we could easily recall, oh, like, Ed Woodward is a problem at Manchester United. Who's the Ed Woodward or the equal equivalent guy at Barcelona? Like, do we know this guy's name? Like, who's in charge of getting the players? Because this guy should be under pressure from people who speak English anyway. I'm, 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 I'm sure the Spanish media. I don't know. Hey, yo, screen share. Give me Barcelona's boardroom. <laughs> well, who are these? Who wait, are these is, people? Is, is this like name and shame? Yes, we are football people. We should be able to know. Okay, so we know like uh, Fiorentino Perez is the president of Real Madrid, and he basically gets yeah, all the yeah, guys. I mean, I mean, it's 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 Bartomeu is the president, isn't it? Yeah, but who's that's to do with glasses, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, but who's getting the players? It's not him, is it? If it's him, then he has to go. Surely. Because because I believe that it's it's similar to um Madrid. Yeah. Where like they have like real full kind of power and they are really which 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 is why whenever they have the presidential elections, it's such a big deal. Mm. Because who is the president is has real influence a lot more influence than presidents in other so it's his idea to go okay let's go buy kevin prince boateng and, he, and 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 you allow him to be president for me i think it's a mission i think abadal sometimes will make some suggestions but i think batamaya will have the final say as well as saying so basically if abadal suggests a place gotta go through batamaya if batamaya suggests a player you 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 go and get that player i believe that's how it is damn Who's worst run, the United States or Barcelona? Oh wow! <laughs> Don't answer. Uh. <laughs> okay, next subject. Yeah, I guess it, it could be Madrid, man. People want us to talk about Benzema, bro. Yeah, no, no. Look, I mean, okay. Should we? Are we not giving Zidane enough credit for what he's done, or is it a case of eh, he's 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 just lucky? Or should we start saying, you know what, he's a he's he's a, he's a very good manager, and we need to appreciate for how good of a manager he is? In the beginning, there God was created, God created the heavens and earth. <laughs> uh, in the beginning, I thought uh, it's just him being him. And you know, you, <laughs> what's what, what? What were we saying? We we're saying things like, you know, what does it then actually do? He's not really doing anything. He's just there to keep a good vibe in the dressing room, blah blah blah. And maybe that can last for a couple seasons, right? But the idea, okay, so you win three Champions Leagues in a row. In those three, you win La Liga, and it's possible that in your next full season after you left, um, you win La Liga again. So in four full seasons of management, you have two leagues and three Champions Leagues. There's something just about Zidane being Zidane at Real Madrid that I feel like doesn't work in his favor. But the more trophies he wins, you kind of have to give it to him. He's not winning the Champions League this season because he's he's going to get knocked out by Man City. That's that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, because Pep does not dare lose or get knocked out of the Champions League this early. Um, <laughs> if he wins La Liga... And you just look at what he's done and just how quick his impact has been. We, I think it's a case of he has to be more respected, but I'm not putting him in the same level as a Simeone or a Klopp or even a Pep. But I do think that when we now look back at what he did in that Champions League, yes, you had a very good team, but we need to give more credit as to, as to how he organizes this team and how he just gets the best out of this group of, of, of players. Most people say Rafa Benitez is a better manager than Zezidane, more experienced, um, has been in the game more, has done more. But it's okay, he's a better tactician everything. But same team, Zidane came in, got them winning, got them playing playing well. Maybe it's a case of where Zidane and this team are just a, a perfect match. And this is what I've been thinking about. If he wins the World Cup for France as a manager... We might have to put him as one of the greatest figures in football. I think he's already that. Well, you look at what you look at Beckenbauer in terms of what he did as a player and as a, as a man. I think he, he won the World Cup as a manager and as a player, and all the things that he done and him being a defender, how he revolutionized defending and everything. But like, if Zidane just does that World Cup as a manager, and what he is, you get Modric at the right age, Cruz at mm-hmm. the right age, Casemiro, Ronaldo. Uh, Bale, Benzema, they're just all at the right age. Marcelo, everybody's at the right age to just keep it going for two, three more years if they wanted, and that's what they did, and they just kept winning the Champions League. Um, so for me, it was almost just like all this guy has to do is just not mess anything up. And whatever was in the club, that just that winning mentality of, you know, we got Sergio Ramos who can get a goal from nowhere. We have Cristiano who's scoring a goal a game. At the beginning, it was just more like, okay, just don't mess anything up. But now once you remove Ronaldo, and you remove kind of the cheat code of, okay, we know we're at least going to score one goal every game. This The the longer it goes, the more evidence we have that Zidane isn't just a pretty face um, in front of a, in front of a club. Like he's actually, he mu- the, the longer it goes, it's like he must be doing something right in that you have to give him credit. It's not just a case of he's not messing things up. It's just like he's had enough time to f*** it up and he hasn't. 
which means he must be doing things to keep it right. Which is why, okay, let's now go to talking tactics. What is it that he's doing right? Is it a case of he is actually a lot much more of a tactical mind and strategist that we think of, or he's an excellent man manager? And for this kind of team where the players are already good, rather than enforcing them with tactics, he's a man manager. Because I was watching the, the game and the commentator was talking to this co-commentator. And, you know, the co-commentator is always like a, an expert in the league and everything. And he was like, so, so what do you think, you know, like, is it because Zidane just allows them just to express themselves and just play rather than being like a micromanager like Pep? And he said that, yeah, well, what he trains a lot in training is ball retention. Mm-hmm. So winning the ball quickly. But apart from that, he's like, I know how good you are. I'll give you a basic blueprint, but go out there and express yourselves, really. Similar to Ancelotti's approach. Because if you look, because you should always look at what managers are doing at the dugout. Ancelotti hardly ever remonstrates or so much. And that just tells you that he's one of those guys of where, okay, this is a basic blueprint. Go out there, do your thing. But someone like a Pep Guardiola, club, especially Pep Guardiola, or no, basically Pep and like um, Simeone and Conte, they are constantly, constantly, <laughs> constantly move there. Go there, move there, go there. Conte's mad there, annoying, there. bro. I really don't like Antonio Conte, bro. There's just something about that dude. Man. Anytime I hear his name or just think about him, I'm like, ugh. Why? Just go sit down somewhere. Like there was this one after somebody scored and he would just like start hanging off of like the, the dugout. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's a monkey. It's just like, come on, man. No, 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 no. Like, but, 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 but look at him. He's a bit crazy. He has, he has, um, if, if he could play the game, on, if he could control everybody like it's FIFA, like he would prefer that for sure, than just actually coaching. He he he's like somebody who still wants to play but just knows he can't. <sighs> okay, this was a week for old guys. Um, Vince Carter retired. Mm. Obviously, that's not related, but you know, shout out to my guy, Vince. Um, best best donker of all time. Did you see Frank Ribery's goal? That was very yes. nice. Yeah, very nice. Um, probably gave the title to. Juventus officially. Your boy Robin is out of retirement. He's gone back to Holland with Groningen. I don't know how to pronounce that one. Um, Groningen, I think. Yeah. And today, another old man has decided to re up along with Chiellini. Um, so it's not just Buffon, but uh, yeah, Gigi Buffon will be back for the 2020 2021 season. Um, when in what could be, I think, his ooh, 25th season of professional football in senior level, maybe? Can we Google, can we Wikipedia Gianluigi Buffon, please? And can we figure out when did he start? I feel like 96, but I might be wrong. 95. 95. Wow. So oh, what's God. 2021 minus 95? Give me a number on that. 26? 25, 15. So yeah, basically yeah, 26. 25, 26 years. Wow. Now this this is this is my argument with Buffon, man. If they if they're gonna pay you, then play. <laughs> if he keeps going to Juventus and is like, man, uh, I think I want to do another year, and they're like, fine, Gigi, we'll give you a contract, and it just keeps going and going. No, no, no. Fine. But, but he should he should have some res- respect for the for the game, even <laughs> because look, it's Juventus, and I think. He, didn't he have a good game in the cup? Like he made like a couple yeah, of good saves. I don't care. I don't. Like, care. What do you mean you don't care? That's his I don't job. Care. I thought, no, you just asked me a question. I said I don't care. So <laughs> you think about I don't this, care about like, before making saves. No, what? I don't. I don't what? care. So my thing is, um, see, Italy traditionally they have, and this is good. They have a high, high respect for their elders and for older people and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Juve, all he needs to do is ask; they will give him a new contract. So it's down to him to have some respect for the game, to say, you know what? I know you want me to stay and everything. I'm good. How do you know they aren't coming to him with the contract offers? No, I doubt. No, no, for me. For, <laughs> what do you it's mean? It's a good I doubt it. Okay, no, okay, fine. Let's play that. Even if they come to him, say no. Say, I'm too old. This Bro, is a young get... man's game. Can, can we Google how much does Buffon make per week? Can we Google that? What is his weekly salary? Weekly wage of Buffon. And you tell me, 85K a week. Would you would you reject five million dollars a year? Double H. 
as a 43 year old yes with with no other skills than goalkeeping yes i would <laughs> you are on crack Be, for, for 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 respect of the, the game i said you know what i already have enough money the game bro my bank account five million no, so, no, so no. basically in the past five years when people have been telling him to retire he's made 25 million dollars you guys can suck a d- <laughs> 25 million dollars i'm taking it i don't care if somebody came to him with a five-year contract worth 25 million oh no nah, i'm 37 that money won't spend for me <laughs> i get the f- out of here <laughs> Shout out to Buffo, man. I, as wait, as wait, long wait. as they are willing to pay you. So you're actually defending this. I don't I don't defend it. I support it. Ten thousand percent. You gotta so, think. Who is my favorite basketball player of all time? This is no that's the difference because Vince Vince Carter was still actually playing at a competence level. Buffon, yes, he had that one odd game and everything. Do you know what the big difference is? So who was Vince Carter playing playing for? What was his last team? Atlanta Hawks. Are Atlanta Hawks the equivalents of Juventus Football Club? No. No, they are they're, they're, they're not. So you see, even Buffon was a 40-year-old playing for Sevilla or playing for Augsburg or playing for um, Tot- Tottenham. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's not equivalent. But you're a dude playing for... Um, no, no, basically, you're a player playing for the likes of um, a Juventus FC. And you're starting for them. That's messed up. Read the screen. Just read it out loud. Bayern, sorry, Buffon currently earns a weekly wage of $85,000, which coupled with bonuses takes his annual income to $5 million. It's not like he's stealing the money. They're giving it to him. He's, he's, he's bringing the game in, into disrepute, man. How? Just just because he's old? Yes. Okay, I don't want to be ages, but you can't be that old and be a starter for events. I'm sorry. But it's, 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 it's not like he's an outfielder. He's a goalkeeper, and goalkeepers, as we know, age differently. So wait, how, you, wait, how old is this dude? He's 42. He'll be 43 by the time this contract ends. This dude is 42 years old. So so do you, you, you know the, the NFL, right? Well enough anyway. How old is Tom Brady? Probably the same age, if not. A little bit older. Oh, it's 42. Yeah. Like quarterbacks age differently than like a running back or wide receiver or a linebacker just because, you know, they're not getting hit. Like they're not having to do all of the taxing things that somebody might have to do if they want to play NFL football. But as a quarterback, all you need to do is keep your arm strong, I suppose, and like keep the mentality of, um, you know, the plays and all that kind of stuff. For a goalkeeper, it's almost the same thing where you can – you're not out there running – you know, seven, eight, nine, ten kilometers a game, you know, getting challenged, putting in tackles, all that kind of stuff. If you still have your touch, which Buffon does, if you still have your reflexes to a capable degree, which Buffon still does, then why not? Why not get five million? If if you're thinking from him, why not? Why wouldn't I get five million to be a backup? What else is Buffon gonna be doing if he retires? Okay, yeah, I'm retired. He's gonna be probably in Turin going to games. Anyway, well, I mean, obviously it's COVID, but he's he's going to be at the stadium anyway. Be a pundit. You don't have to be a starting keeper for Juventus. This makes Juventus look very, very bad. But Juventus starting a forty-two-year-old. That's Juventus's problem. Double H for for Buffon. It's like they still want to keep paying me. Well, fine. (laughs) 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 Fine. This is great. No, 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 but. Respect have you ever been game. on a contract? No, no, no. Have you ever been like had a job that like was contractual, mm-hmm. and then they decide not to pay you? Like, oh yeah, your your contract has come to the end. We've decided not to keep you. It's a terrible feeling. But you know what's a great feeling when you come to the end of your contract and it was like, you know what? We want to keep you for another year. Or we want to keep you for two. You're like, really? Me? Yes. <laughs> and that's probably how Buffon feels, bro. <laughs> Like you mean you want to give me another five million just to sit here and maybe play five games? I get to train, I get to keep in shape. I don't have to be in the house with my wife and my kids. I get to hang out with my friends who are all his footballers. You think I bet you him and Kialini are like good boys at this point? Like you mean I yeah, I get to be with my friends and play the game I love, and they're gonna pay me money? Why not? Why not? So I don't get where all this hate is coming from. I support the decision. Keep going. I hope he gets to fifty. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope you're they sick. give him a lifetime contract. You don't wish that. You're sick. You're sick. Nah. In all honesty, jokes aside, this is it's it, it's I'm it's not stupid. joking. <laughs> I'm so serious. Like it's keep stupid. playing. Keep playing, man. I love it. So like if Robin decided to play the 42, you'd say he was bringing the game into disrepute? No, because it's Robin. <laughs> and I know that's that's 42, he'll he'll still he'll still ball. So if, if Cristiano wants to play the 42, he's bringing the game into disrepute. Yes, he is. <laughs> Quit, sit down, man. Go on, just, just go and sit down. Wait, did you see that Cristiano like show real that uh, ESPN puts up? I saw one or two moves that he made where he did yeah. like a step over and then passed it. It was, it was fine. Mm. But then, obviously, in the comments, <laughs> Messi fans responded with like Cristiano lowlights. <laughs> <laughs> the beef the beef will always be there man um the, okay the only problem i had with buffon his international career lasted too long the the fact that he was in the team in i think 2016 mm-hmm. and was trying to get was into it? the world cup in 2018 i didn't agree with that you know where he, where he was out there oh this is the first time buffon has worn the blue shirt of italy you remember that when he played internationally like in one oh, yeah. of his last few games I, I didn't agree with that. I feel like he could have retired and let, you know, Donnarumma or Perrin or one of the other young Italian goalkeepers kind of take the reins. So that I had a slight problem with, you know. Although Buffon is arguably the greatest goalkeeper of all time. So if he wants to keep playing, let him play. But but the thing is, there's younger people in the Italian pipeline, you know, who probably deserve a chance, like one of those three spots to at least play internationally. But if you are uh Juventus and you need three goalkeepers and one of them just so happens to be Buffon fine anyway um will we ever see a team go three in a row in the Premier League like the two Sir Alex teams in the near future or do you reckon the Premier League will keep switching hands for the foreseeable future outside of Pep's back-to-back campaigns from Tepiwa Musa yeah I think so yeah I get where he's coming from because this is the most competitive that the Premier League has ever been. And it, the Premier League is still, okay, apart from this season, it's still a very tough league. But I do feel that, yeah, eventually a team will crack it and do three in a row, for sure. <laughs> the comment, it, it, was, it was an inset break. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> HH wanted Daniel to be surprised and say, you were in the dumb set? <laughs> okay, look, guys. It wasn't um, no, no, no. It's the fact I've I've heard I've heard the story before. So yeah, no, 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 no. Let me no, let me let me just be clear. It wasn't the dumb set. I just do that to, to have. There was obviously a scholarship set and a regular set. So the regular sets were guys who just weren't super smart and super academic. Because again, I was not the, the greatest academically. I was I, I was an average student, C student. Okay, to people says if there's room for a second question, there is. Um, which team would you reckon has played the best football this season across the top five leagues? Wait, wait, she said who has played the best football? Best in quotes. So like, you know, the most sexy football probably is what he means. I think when PSG get in their groove, Mm. PSG look good. PSG has full strength with Neymar pulling strings. They look good. Um, If football in America paid as well as basketball and the lesser football, how dominant do you think the United States team would be on the world stage since more superior and talented athletes could use it as a ticket out of the hood? So basically, if they paid, I guess, MLS players as much as they pay Premier League players, and that was an incentive to get like better athletes into football, as it were, how good do you think American football could be? So basically, the incentive... It for the talent in the in America is oh I can be paid two hundred thousand dollars a week to go play for Atlanta United or DC United or LA Galaxy or whatever these teams are right like mm. you would create an incentive for people to see another avenue rather than oh let's just play American football or basketball I think that's what he's saying yeah I suppose no but but, but then the level in the American league isn't very good. I know, but he's saying it would improve if you got better athletes. So basically, the money is the the fix. No, no, again, no, because all because you're a better athlete doesn't make you a better football player. Why are you assuming that a six foot six basketball player or a two hundred three hundred pound dude 
will make a very good football player. It's about coaching and the culture of your of your league, and and, and the and the quality. So that's a very good point, Devil H, that you that you raise. In American sports, the answer to everything is more athleticism. Yeah. So in basketball, the more athletic you are, the better you are. In NFL, the more athletic you are, the better you are. In boxing, the more athletic you are, the better you are. Hockey, the more athletic you are, the better you are. In football, the more athletic you are, that doesn't necessarily make you better. I mean, it gives you an advantage yeah, in certain it's positions. Useful. It's but useful. But it's like, you know, who's better, Adama Traore or David Silva? Mm, I take I take go. David Silva in yeah. my team. Like if it was a draft kind of thing, like who do you want first? Like even though he's older and he's not fast or something like that, like give me the technical player first. Do you think this is true? Football is a cultural game. Um, all games are cultural. All sports are are cultural. But but, but what do you think is it is a case of America psychologically culturally can never really enter the thing of football because it is. I mean, cultural. I would have thought that about basketball and maybe a place like Croatia. In like the 1950s, would you have ever said, "Oh, yeah, like the Yugoslavia mm-hmm. team will never be good at basketball because they didn't have access to basketball or whatever it was"? But now they love the sport. Or Spain, like who mm-hmm. knew Spain would be great at basketball? You just needed to have some people who wanted to play it. Um, so I think it, culture can be adapted. So yeah, I think the American psychology could eventually warm to the idea of football. It's just not there now, but that doesn't mean it can't exist. There, there, there are some sports that will never translate. NFL will never translate in other mm-hmm. places. But who would have known that? Oh, in Japan, they'll love baseball, or yeah. Korea, or Korea, which is probably a better example. They'll love baseball. They just took to it. It's just but, a matter but, 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 of like America is like the hub of everything in some way, so there's so much choice. But, 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 but as the demographics change, I think you'll start to see. But, like, but, but if you look at the Japan thing. Well, that, well, yeah, that's that's that, that's why I said Korea more so than Japan because yeah. they 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 bomb their culture. Yeah, and, and they basically enforced American culture <laughs> right, onto right. them. Uh, but Korea is a better example, um, even though I, I think there was a whole Korean War, so maybe it's yeah. not. There you go. <laughs> um, great, great podcast. You guys are awesome. Keep up the good work. Have a great day tomorrow. So it was just a, a nice comment. Um, An ESPN commentator from Ngozulu Matondo said Benzema has been a better player than Messi this season. What are our thoughts on that? Well, actually, I don't know whether you were listening to the Hangouts yesterday because we had like a massive debate. I did not. It was me, Red, and Montaha. Oh, boy. Because Red was like... Bro, 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 bro. (laughs) Bro, 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 bro. (laughs) No, because Red was like, he feels Benzema has been more valuable to Real Madrid than Messi has been to Barcelona. And me and Monsal were trying to say that Benzema has been amazing. He's been supreme and very valuable. But you're in a very good team that's playing really well. Messi's in a team that's not playing well. So by definition and effect, Messi is more valuable because look at what he's doing in a team that is underperforming and not playing well. You know. This like doesn't say more valuable though. It says better player. So who's had who's been a better player? It's kind of difficult to say anybody's a better player than Messi just because of what we know about him. Mm. Um, but maybe this means who's been better on a relative basis for their team. That's the thing you see. That's a better question. That's a better question. And in, you in could make a team. solid argument. Benz has been more valuable to his team, not valuable, but just better relative to their talent and what the team needs no, 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 than I, Messi I, I, has. Because a good point that Red brings up his Ramos is the second highest scorer in Real Madrid with eight goals. And they're mostly penalties. <laughs> or set piece goals anyway. Like yeah. scoring wild free kicks and stuff. Because Hazard has one goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea sold him at the right moment. Uh, <laughs> one goal, you know. Ah damn man. He's, he's, but, but, he's going would, out sad, but no. But the point is, like, I can see, I can see how a commentator could could come to the conclusion, or you could word it in a sense where Benzema could be better than Messi if you wanted to word it or caveat it in a certain way. You could make it make sense if you wanted to. Do you think in Dumbelli can come good, or is he a brick? Ugh, I, I think he's tough, not, he, he just needs he he needs the right team. Personally, he needs the right team. 
But at least it's Tottenham. Marine is not the right environment for him. Uh, he also says it seems like the first season in a new league is a tough year for a lot of players. For example, Fred at United. So may- maybe it is more of an adjustment period. And you think you're coming into a team that has Pochettino, and then they switch it up on you. And maybe while the tactics are quite similar between uh, Poch and Mourinho, the personalities are not the same at all. And you think you're coming for one thing, and you get a completely different experience. So maybe that adjustment, you kind of just retard it even more. So I don't know. I think we'll see next season. I, I, I don't get the vibe that like Mourinho hates him or anything like that. I just think it's like Mourinho probably sees – talent there that he's not getting and it frustrates him and his way of getting that talent is making you frustrated enough to where then you'll bring it out of yourself but that could go left or right depending on the mentality of the player and Mourinho's kind of still on some like I have players from the 70s and 80s that I can kind of poke and they'll respond quote like men in some ways at least in his mind and I don't do. Do we know enough? Do we know enough about Ndombele to know whether or not Mourinho's kind of tinkering and mental gymnastics will work in the way that he wants it to? Mm-mm. I don't no. know. So, like, if if Mourinho did this with Essien, he'd be fine with it. Or or, or like an Ibrahimovic or like a Cristiano. Exactly. But will Ndomb- Maybe Mourinho thinks that he'll respond to something like if I'm a bit strong with him next season. I'll get the best from him. But it's a risk. And then it gets into your point where if it doesn't work, then obviously you just need a better team or a different team. Um, um, AFCON is going to decimate Liverpool next season, isn't it? Two of their best players will be gone. Yeah, but again, this is why it's, it's very or important three? that um, with Kate, it's very important that Liverpool buy players. That's what I was they have to earlier. buy players. By the way, this reminds me: Drogba scored twenty nine goals in a season where he went to AFCON and missed like four games. And they gave the PFA Player of the Year to Rooney. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I remember because Drogba wanted the golden boot so bad that on the last day of the season, him and Frank Lampard had beef because he Drogba never really argued for penalties like that. But when the when the golden boot was on the line, Drogba <laughs> started arguing with Lampard like, "Let me take the penalty! Let me take the penalty!" Lampard took it, scored, then they got another one, and he got the golden boot. But anyway. Uh, which footballer would you want to do a Freak Friday style body swap with for one week? What? Interesting. So basically, you know, Freaky Friday. Have you seen that movie where like it's a mother I mean, and daughter? I mean, I've, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. And they swap bodies. So basically, you swap bodies with the footballer. Like, who would you want to live inside the body of for one day? But this is the thing: you're still you. You just look like the football. So it's not like you take their footballing skill and you get to become them. You're basically you, it just inside of a different house. So, so, so is this a, a current player or of any time? Who do you want to be in June 30th, 2020? <laughs> That's weird. Actually, you know what? Yeah, give me a Who? Arnold Ronaldo. <laughs> because... I would want to know how his brain works. No, Double H, it's you. It's you inside of R9. This is like... Okay, then, then this is... I wouldn't want to want to be anyone. What do you mean? You wouldn't want to switch with like... my Mine would be like Ronaldinho or somebody like that. Like Why? I'd want to see like... What is it like being somebody that everybody likes no matter what? Oh, you had a fake ID? No problem. Like you, you gave me joy and that's just enough. Well, they they still jailed him. So, <laughs> but he was in jail playing football, probably playing PlayStation Four. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think I'd be, I think I'd be Ronaldinho. If it's an active footballer, um, who would I be interested in? Kind of like living their life. I don't know. That's a good I mean, question. I mean, Ibra must be. Interesting a bit. You know? Nah, well, see, people. If, if you were inside of if you were inside of Ebra, you might be able to convince people that it's still Ebra, <laughs> just because I think you know your mentalities aren't too too different. Well, actually, you know what? I'd probably say Neymar because he he seems like he has, he has a fun life. 
So basically, Neymar just for the parties and everything. But I'll stay away from my <laughs> from, from from the mother and the sister. So. Um. <laughs> I was thinking, and then your comment brought me back. I was like, damn, that's deep. Um, damn, who would it be cool to be? You know what? I, I wouldn't want to be like a short person. You know, uh, like either a really, really short person or a really, really tall person. So I'm thinking like, you know, uh, does Peter Crouch still play? Like it'd be interesting to be 6'7". Like what is it like to be 6'7"? Or maybe like be uh, messy or like what is it like to be five foot six? Is like a grown man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, Adama Traore. That's interesting. Mm-mm. No, I would. If I was Adama Traore, I'd throw out all his bleach cream. <laughs> <laughs> like, chill out, man. Chill out with that. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Uh, we can take like one or two more, man. So click on something you like. Let's see what's people are saying Buffon, people are saying Zinchenko, Bruno Fernandez. Thoughts on the top four is can Wolves make the cut? They probably can. They probably can. I think for me, it's Wolves are right in there, man. I think any anyone can take that fourth because I think Leicester City are getting pulled in now. Well, they are they they, they, they go pulled in because Chelsea have not have 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 made have made up ground. So. I think the top four is going to be what it is now. Or Leicester City will keep it. Mm. I think they'll be third. It'll go down to the last day, and Chelsea will probably need like a draw or a win to make sure. Yeah, because, that yeah, because Chelsea faced Wolves in the last day. Football in America will forever be paid to play. Yeah, probably. That's the issue. <laughs> because yeah. I think there's just a culture that they've said this is for middle class whites. One one woman like that's just the culture I just find wild. How do you have the most popular sport in the world, and there's a country that has made it exclusive for rich, middle class white girls? It's 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 it makes it makes no sense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense actually. How? Well, they need something to do, <laughs> <laughs> and and you're not going to have a bunch of uh, girls out there playing tackle football. Because culturally, I mean, I suppose you could, but culturally, girls are supposed to play football, that whole thing, like American mm. football. So they need some activity. So everybody plays basketball to an extent. But what replaces if, – if you have if you have like a pie chart of what boys in America play, basketball and fo- American football would be the two large kind of percentages or pieces of the pie. But with women or girls, the chunk of – American football for boys doesn't exist for girls, so it has to be replaced with something. Football or soccer, as they would call it, is like an easy kind of, oh, you put 22 people on the pitch, one ball, you don't really need any equipment except the ball and some goals, and you know we can like manage it to where undesirables don't play with us, and we can all just keep it in our suburban gated community. Ah! Let's do it. So that's what they do. It makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> the same way they're building walls to keep people out, they're building walls to keep people out of football too. Like that's basically what it is. Because yeah. like, if it was a meritocracy, I'm not sure. Like the Megan Rapinos and the Carly Lloyds and the <laughs> Alex whatever Alex Morgan. Like maybe they would exist, but like the rest of it, like it would look a lot different. Yeah, but. The levels through, like, you know, grade school, no, no, college, no, they're all kind of, I don't know, compartmentalized in a way that's not equitable. Or maybe say something about women's football that it's been dominated by a bunch of middle, upper class white chicks. To be fair, though, they do win. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the if, so- if, <laughs> if, if that's your formula, then fair enough. But I'm just saying, like, it's not as inclusive as people would like it to be. I would need to do some more reading about that, to, to be real. <laughs> I'm just going all by my assumptions and what I see, not necessarily by facts, but that's what this podcast has become. Okay, guys, it's time to go. Double H wants to watch Jada Kiss. What was the question? from Fabulous, man. One of the best rap voices of all time. Jada. Oh, Jada Kiss. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> 
Staticus. Are they gonna do? Are they gonna do some stuff from their joint projects? No, 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 no. It's 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 a it's a, it's a battle. So twenty songs. Boom. Have you heard Soul Food? Mm-mm. Their record together. Oh, it's so good. Ah, anyway, well, no, it's a song, not an album. I forget the name of the album. It has like fire on the cover. But anyway, this has been the Talking Texas podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, follow us on Twitter, at Talking Tactics, Instagram, Talking Tactics, Facebook, Talking Tactics 352. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. If you're on Spotify, follow. Um, If you want to listen to more of us rambling about whatever, uh, subscribe to our Patreon page, $3 a month. It's a good time. Check it out. If it seems like something you'd like, put something in the collection plate for us. And yeah, calls at Anchorman616 on Twitter. And yeah, we will see you guys next week. Shout out to everybody in the chat, by the way. Appreciate you guys sticking with us. Mm. And talk and tactics podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.